Welcome to Life Happens, where Texans come to protect their legacy and prepare for the second half of life. Join your host, attorney Kim Hegwood of Your Legacy Legal Care and our weekly guest as we navigate the challenges that emerge as life happens. Now here's your host, Kim Hegwood. Good morning and welcome to Life Happens with me, Kim Hegwood, and our very special guest today is Dr. DeLon Canterbury. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on, Kim. How are you? Yeah. Well, you're going to talk about something that I'm very passionate about. And um, uh, and I can say that because, you know, doctor, you know, erroneously prescribed something for my grandfather. So and uh, but when I when I saw your title, uh, polypharmacy in our elder community, what you need to know, my first question was polypharmacy. And uh, what is that? Yeah, great, great, great start to the conversation. And my condolences to what happened to your grandfather. Very similar story happened to my grandmother. Um, but polypharmacy technically is the medical jargon for a patient basically taking five or more prescriptions, where sometimes those medications, whether they be over the counter or prescribed or an herbal supplement or vitamin, can actually cause harm. And so there are instances where, especially in our aging industry, that people are just taking more and more pills, right? We're not looking to assess when to stop. But the dark side is when polypharmacy leads to patient harm. So people that tend to take more than almost seven meds or so are at a higher risk of falls, a higher risk of over-sedation, a higher risk of medication side effects. And so a lot of times at seniors are going to the ER or hospital, because of this reason and it's because they're taking so many meds they're not sure what the drug interactions are and it puts them in harm's way so technically anything more than five is technically considered to be polypharmacy from the medical standpoint you know it always amazes me you know how much things we take you know mm. then i started going okay well i've got this one medication i take then i got a vitamin then i got my other vitamins and uh, so talk to our listeners, because I want to make sure that this is a subject that they understand very well. And mm -hmm. we want to talk about the dangers of over-medication in our senior population. And uh, so you and I both know the dangers of, you know, over-medication, uh, wrong medications kind of thing in our senior population. So I really want to stress, you know, why that's so dangerous for our listeners so that they understand the things that they need to be doing for their loved ones. So can you talk about that a little bit? So over-medication is absolutely a growing issue in our country and across the world. The, the WHO themselves have identified over-medicating as the number three reason for harm across the entire country. And honestly, I'm a clinician, but I am not uh, excluded from this. Uh, my grandmother had dementia while she was in a nursing home, right? And so we're thinking their eyes on her, they're taking care of her, but that very same facility prescribed her an antipsychotic medication, which is intended for people with bipolar and schizophrenia, but really it's used to chemically just knock out our seniors who may be suffering from behavior disturbances with dementia. And so this medication, even the FDA has stated since 2008, is a complete no-no. In other words, it has a black box warning saying that there's an increased risk of death in using antipsychotics in patients that have dementia or behavioral disturbances related to their dementia. My grandmother fit into that category. And so she was given one medication that took her from mildly cognitively impaired to severe. 
so bad that she was kicked out of the nursing home, had to be moved from New York to Georgia, where my parents live, and we had to figure out on the fly how to take care of her and get her the best care. It took four months for one pharmacist to advise against, in this case, over medication because it's an inappropriate use of one pill. But we found in just taking off that one medicine that my grandma got better. She started to remember us. She wasn't wandering anymore. She you know, was able to not lose her dentures as much as she did previously. So over-medication is very real. And in fact, there's been a, a recent New York Times article talking about this very same issue of the overuse of these antipsychotics in patients with dementia. So it's a growing issue and I'm here to stop that with my company, Geriatrics. Well, I appreciate that because I you see it a lot, unfortunately. So what is what is de-prescribing and how does it help? Yeah, so de-prescribing, one of my favorite words in the world of pharmacy. So contrary to belief, pharmacists do not want people on pills. In fact, we're always looking for ways to manage meds and reduce that pill burden for patients. But we're not always given the leeway based on the jobs we may have in the retail setting. And so de-prescribing is the strategic and supervised removal or even dose reduction of certain medications to gradually taper people off for good. And so it's usually done under the supervision of uh, you know, a pharmacist or a pre prescribing doctor, but we're looking during this period to one, get people off of pills safely. And there are a number of ways we do that, whether it's maybe hydrating a bit more, right? To reduce some of those headaches. Sometimes it's exercise, sometimes it's diet. Sometimes it's, you know, just getting a more of a integrative, active lifestyle and you can manage your cholesterol, your blood pressure and get off of some of these pills. The problem I find in our country is we're really good at prescribing, but we don't think to ask what's the timeline? When can we stop? Are these meds necessary if she's 75? Is there still a benefit? And so de-prescribing again can be done in any age group but the older population is at most harm and benefit the most when we start talking about people taking more than, of course, 7, 15, 20 medications at a time. So how can the process of de-prescribing help someone with um, Alzheimer's or, you know, or some other you know, dementia-related illness? Yeah, it's a great question, you know, um, especially with people with uh, cognitive impairment. They are more at risk for falls or other ailments or chronic conditions like frailty, for instance, can be another one that can come into their play. They're at more risk for uh, depression, pain that go unnoticed. And so when people have these other chronic conditions plus a cognitive uh, disorder, they have a higher chance on being on some type of pill or over the counter to treat some of those symptoms. Right. That's just only natural. So. When people, unfortunately, like my grandma, uh, are given an inappropriate med, sometimes providers are not aware of how some of these medications work or don't work when they're used with others. And so when we're able, and this is my expertise, is looking at an over-the-counter medication like Benadryl um, plus an antipsychotic like Seroquel, which is seen very often in the dementia space. Um, I can assess that those two can actually worsen or mask dementia. And so that can inappropriately label a patient as having dementia when really it's just their cognitive is not because the meds are just doing too much work. 
So that's how it can help, apart from ruling out potential causes of worsening sedation, falls risks, of course, maintaining brain health. Um, and of course, quality of life, right? This is a burden on the caregivers too, right? People who are managing their loved one don't want to force feed them all these pills and then find out they're, they're worse off, right? Who, who wants to pay for that? So there are a number of benefits, not just from the patient and caregiver end, but there are benefits even from the provider end. We're not managing a person who's dealing with a preventable health condition that we could have treated otherwise. So unfortunately, because patients may have cognitive impairment, they can't always say, hey, I have polypharmacy or hey, you know, I need to be deprescribed. And that is, again, why pharmacists are the caregiver's best kept secret in helping to manage those meds. I talk to clients a lot about talking to the pharmacist, um, you know, especially when you get a new medication. Here's my list of medications. Do any of these interact with the other, you know, or is it safe mm -hmm. to take, you know, all of the, you know, the medication together and things like that. And, um, and so, because we see that a lot in my elder law practice, you know, clients, you know, um, or really the kids coming in sometimes and going all of a sudden, you know, now we have, they're, they're showing you signs of dementia and we don't know what's mm -hmm. going on. It's all, you know, and it's like you go back and you, you know, drink lots of fluids, check the meds, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. UTI, something it's simple things that, you know, you always have to go through first. And so, mm -hmm. and uh, so let's talk about, you know, so if a family is concerned about that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, should, you're probably going to tell me they should talk to their pharmacist, right? <laughs> Yeah, you know, of course, of course, definitely talk to your pharmacist. I mean, they're one of the most accessible healthcare professionals in the country. Uh, majority of the population, 90% is within five miles of the pharmacy of the entire U.S. So they're a good resource, especially if you have a trusted relationship with them. I, I prefer the mom and pop pharmacies, the independent pharmacies. I mean, they tend to get a little more time in patient care. I don't care what the retail companies say, but it's just true at having worked in the retail setting. Um, but ask them straight up and say, hey, look, I'm really concerned about these meds. What are your thoughts? And can you do a med review with me and just go through everything? That's a quick and easy way. And a, a very ne strong next step is uh, conveying your concerns with the provider. And some people have multiple providers. So start with the primary care physician um, and then they usually are the one who are responsible anyway for all of the meds and, and have a dialogue. Just start asking those probing questions on, you know, I'm worried about this change in my mom's uh, mood or I'm noticing she's been constipated for two weeks or, uh, you know, she doesn't want to eat. A lot of them tend to be a side effect and not just the natural process of aging. And that sometimes can be a misnomer on people who are unfortunately treating a side effect versus an actual health condition, right? If we're treating a side effect, sometimes that leads to more and more pills being added on. So families should absolutely have this conversation. Um, you know, not every pharmacist is trained in geriatrics. So you do want to try to seek out, if you can, a geriatric pharmacist because they are specifically trained to target and help people in this situation. But Honestly, in a pinch, any pharmacist can really be an insight to helping you with this. So right now I can tell you, you know, I'm a huge fan of what you do. And so um, yeah. I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about your company and how it operates. And so because I think okay. it's important, um, you know, for clients to be able to have someone that they can call if necessary, 
because I know now in my family, my mom has two separate pharmacies now uh, mm. because pricing for drugs, depending yeah. on you, whether you use Medicare or GoodRx or one of the other one that my sister found, you know, my sister literally sitting down and price shopped because January, my mom's medical, her prescription yeah. were like $500. Yeah. And my mom doesn't have an extra 500 bucks for, you know, for prescriptions, you know, so now now they're at two separate pharmacies. And and I and I've had clients do this a lot over the years, you know, where you had one pharmacy, you just didn't you didn't even tell them you had insurance or Medicare and, and a lot of times you cut cheaper. Yes. Not being on any kind of you know Correct. insurance program. You know, mm-hmm. so let's talk about your company. So if I come to you, Delon, and say, Hey, my mom is, you know, has all these prescriptions and mm-hmm. what's the process? Yeah, yeah. Happy to walk you through that. So these, we really set ourselves apart from other people. One, we're not attached to a pharmacy. We provide straight consulting and de-prescribing action plans for people. So when I speak with patients, I'm meeting with them and the caregiver, usually over Zoom virtually, and we're doing a thorough deep dive into this person's medical history. So yes, the med list is going to be very important, having an up-to-date and accurate med list, and then we assess, you know, what all are they really taking? But that's just a piece of the puzzle. I have to know what the patient's goals are. Are they focused on memory? Are they focused on walking? Are they focused on, you know, just having quality time with family? I try to personalize it to use a holistic approach. So I'm assessing sleep hygiene, nutrition, water intake, stress management, um, daily activities, like what are they doing around the house to stay moving? And And as we're doing this, we're still doing a comprehensive medication review. So at the core of all this, we're doing a deep dive on the meds. We're trying to match up what the meds are doing versus what the health conditions the providers are treating to see if there's any uh, disparities, right? So we cross-check all that first. And then the next piece that we add is genetic testing. So this is a new field that's growing in healthcare now. And so we customize people's med reviews by knowing what their bodies are doing, not just guessing. You know, you and I may respond differently if we're on a different pain med or something, right? You may need five pills. I may need half a pill. And a lot of that can be the reason for what we call pharmacogenetic testing or just simply put genetic testing with drugs. And that's what I do. I'm a genetic testing consultant um, who can also get a lab test shipped straight to your home. And in two weeks, I'm able to tell you, okay, based on these meds, based on your body, this is why you shouldn't take this med. This is why you may need a higher dose. This is why you may be allergic to this drug. There are a number of things we could find with this report. And so people get a holistic action plan that they can take to their doctors. And I work with their doctors too. So I'm communicating this to their doctors because I'm an advocate, right? We all have to use education to empower So you get a full med review, you get a genetic test, you get me advocating to say, hey, doc, I think we can do something different. Here's my thoughts. And like you mentioned, cost. That's another added service I provide is a drug cost analysis. So as I'm getting you off of pills, I'm looking for ways to make the meds cheaper for you. And that could be through clinical trials, grants, uh, being aware of social services that out there that may pay for things like that. Uh, like your mom being in that Medicare gap, you know, and a lot of those programs don't allow Medicare patients to benefit. That's something I see all the time. But 
I also know how to access foundations to make life easy for the patient so they don't have to worry about that. So it's a very comprehensive service. Uh, I do things between uh, one month and three month contracts, but yeah, it's all about education and empowering. Perfect. So how does someone find you? Yeah, you can check me out. Uh, I'm all over social media. My personal cell phone is 404-484-5092. Love it if you want to call or text me or check us out at geriatrics.org, G-E-R-I-A-T-R-X as an x-ray.org. But I'm all over social media. Just search at Geriatrics. You'll find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Happy to follow me and I'll follow you back. And You'll learn more about how I'm also training clinicians how to use de-prescribing in their practice. So I help patients and I help clinicians use de-prescribing as a tool for their aging patients. Perfect. It's, it sounds phenomenal. I'm so, so, so glad to have you on the show today. And um, so, and I appreciate it immensely and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Pleasure to be here, Kim. Have a great one. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Life Happens with Kim Hegwood. Be sure to tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. wherever you listen to your podcast as we navigate through the challenges that emerge as life happens. The content of this podcast does not establish an attorney-client relationship or constitute attorney-client privilege, legal, medical, financial, or any other professional advice.